1: Hour number two. Welcome back. It's five minutes after the hour of 11 on 1460 KX and 106.3 FM as we take you until noon. We will uh, talk Hawks and what's going on inside the basketball program with the Jordan Bohannon announcement that he may... Uh, be coming back if name-image likeness passes, which it's not going to do. I think it was shelved yesterday. But the Jack Nungy news that he is leaving the program and transferring close to home, and what's the starting rotation going to look like, and dot, dot, dot. Uh, and we'll do that at the bottom of the hour. Right now, Washer Systems of Iowa sponsors our I Conversation. He is the voice of those Panthers, Gary Ryma. Hello, Gary. Trent and Ken, good to catch back up with you, Gary. How are you?
0: Hey, great to be back on with you guys. And I know you played that Creedence Clearwater bumper music coming back for this old guy back from my era, my days. Appreciate that guy. Hey, I was telling TC prior to going on with you that fully vaccinated. I, I got my second 19 shot today. Um, I just feel feel pretty good about having that done. And, and maybe, maybe by sometime this summer, we're all going to be back to normal and, we can uh, we can kind of live life the way the way we like to do it. Get out and enjoy life.
1: Hell yeah! I think uh, mine is a week from Friday's second one, and my wife's is next Monday, and Trent's on this calendar for his second one. So it, it is indeed happening, Gary. No doubt about it. And good news for you. Uh, and I believe the state is opening it up. Next Monday to everybody Yes, yeah. I want to say, which which yeah. is huge news. Gary, let's uh let's start basketball before we uh, transition to football with you because I'm anxious to catch up on the football program and you know, just to see where they're at as far as their postseason potential. I get it's gonna be difficult with the number of teams qualifying in the spring season uh, different than it was. But let's start with the Kyle Green news. He's he's going to uh, be on TJ Otzelberger's staff. Um A.J. Stang, which is huge. When I heard the rumor that Kyle Green is a target of T.J. Otzeberg, I thought, oh, no. Uh, yep, he's going to end up there, but he's bringing his son with him, which would have been, on one hand, great for Cyclone fans, good for fans that like to see him play and stay in the state of Iowa, but it's better that he's going to stay a Panther, Gary, which is huge news.
0: Well, I think when we all were hearing the rumors that Kyle Green was a top candidate to become an assistant coach for Coach Otzelberger at Iowa State, we all thought about the whole Greg McDermott, Doug McDermott sure. situation from years ago when we thought we had Doug McDermott uh, wrapped up to be a UNI Panther, and then Greg leaves Iowa State, goes to Creighton, and, and Doug's like, well, yeah, I know I signed to, to play with you, Coach uh, Jacobson, but I'd really like to go play for my dad at Creighton. And, and knowing Jake the way I do, it, it was a no-brainer. He was going to say yes to that, and he's great friends with Greg and we i was thinking the same thing that you know coach odds is thinking man if i could get coach green and aj in a package deal <laughs> that'd be a pretty sweet deal but uh, um i i'm just i'm really i'm happy for kyle I've, I've had some communication with him since um he's made the decision to go and he's he's excited for the opportunity it, it it's it's a great opportunity for him professionally a little tougher Personally and family-wise, because his wife, guys, has a great chiropractic business in Cedar Falls. Uh, she's built up a great business and doesn't want to, you know, probably leave that. And he's got his daughter Emerson as a freshman at UNI, and I, and she's not going anywhere. And then AJ, uh, you know, you got to hand it to him to say, hey, you know what? This this is my team. This is where I want to make things happen. These are my friends, my teammates. I'm not leaving. I'm staying. So you know, he, he leaves behind his is coaching his son and, and you know, seeing his daughter play at U and I. But um I, I think I think Kyle's looking at it long term. This is a great opportunity for him. AJ, you know, there's some thought that if AJ has a great comeback year next year off these two hip surgeries, that he may try and go pro after next season. So I'm sure Kyle's looking at that whole scenario that okay, AJ's only gonna maybe play college ball another year. And I've got this this step up job, and you know I, I know financially it's got to be a great boost for him, and and I'm sure he has some aspirations of, of maybe even this helping him if he decides he wants to try and be a Division one head coach somewhere someday. If, if Coach Otzelberger and Kyle and staff turn that thing around at Iowa State, somebody may come looking for a, a coach like Kyle Green to take over their program. So I hate to see Kyle go. Great recruiter, great coach. Love his love the way he works with the guys and his demeanor and and just you know he's so good. But uh, I, I and guys, I'll first guess it. I don't know if this has been. I don't think this is even out. And and I, I haven't. This is just Gary Ryma throwing out a uh, a possible deal. I, I think Seth Tuttle probably gets promoted to to that coaching mm-hmm. position. We'll see. I, I'm I'm just guessing. I mean I, I'm first guessing it. But Seth Tuttle, I know wants to be a coach and he's been a uh, a grad assistant the last couple of years. I I, I could see Co- Coach Jacobson just promoting Seth Tuttle to that assistant job. We'll see. But uh, a great great opportunity for Coach Green, and, and he'll do a great job at Iowa State. They're getting a really, really good coach and a, and a great person, adding him to Coach Otzelberger's staff. So,
2: uh, Gary, two-parter here. Uh, looking at the roster next year, I know after the disappointing end to the season as it was taken away before they could play their final game down in St. Louis, just your takeaway from that. And then the roster. What do you think it's going to look like? I know Ben Jacobson has said that Taiwan Pickford, uh, Gennar Marg, were both going to be back for another season. And what about Trey Burhau? I know professional uh, aspirations maybe across the pond could be there. Could he come back for another season?
0: Well, and I think Trey's coming back. That was in a, a, a Nick Pateras article the other day uh, in the Waterloo-Cedar Falls Courier said that in talking with Coach Jacobson, uh, it looks like Jacobs told him that everybody's coming back. Trey Burrhouse coming back. He did have some, some pro aspirations overseas or whatever, but mm-hmm. it looks like he's going to make that decision to come back. Uh, Pickford's already said he's coming back. Gonar Mars coming back. Guys, the other good news is uh, in that article it said that Antoine Kimmons is definitely going to be back at UNI and on the basketball team next year. So that builds that depth at that point guard spot. He's one of those guys that can can really turn the corner and, and get to the basket, create, uh, you know, drive and dish, drive and score. We really missed him this year, especially after losing AJ Green, and uh, he he could have helped us a ton. So I think that's great news. That he's coming back. Everybody, the, the word is that AJ is going to be, you know, perfectly healthy by August. He's going to be great. The surgeries went well. Uh, I tell you what, this team's got a chance to be really good next year. You got, you got everybody coming back. Um, and, you know, I, I the, the new, the freshmen that are coming in most likely are probably, a, 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 I got to believe on a redshirt situation, whether it's Duax or the wolf kid and, or Corbett from, Uh, Cedar Falls uh, I I just I I think the team has a chance to be really special but you know what Drake's got most of their guys evidently coming Mm -hmm. back and Loyola's still going to be really good even though the word is Krutwig won't be back Um, so the league could be really good next year but as far as you and I guys great depth at every position Um, it's you know you were the preseason favorite to win the league this past year and until things start happening with injuries and and Kimmon's leaving with the COVID deal, but uh, I, I gotta believe we'll be right near the top in the preseason poll and have a chance to to be great. And and you know, really disappointing way the season ended this year with not oh. getting a chance to play that game against Ray as a crusher for these guys. I I think I think that's fuel and huge motivation to to make something really special happen next year. And, and guys, real quick, I think that's another reason AJ Green says I'm staying right here. We got a chance to be really good, something special, do something no UNI team has ever done. And, and I, I, I'm with him. I think this team will have that opportunity next year to, to maybe be that team like, you know, like a Loyola or an Oral Roberts that can make a deep run in the big tournament. So. That, that's the goal, and, and I know these guys are going to work really hard to accomplish
1: that. Now, fingers crossed. And you know, that, that whole St. Louis thing, Gary, the fact that an usher, who I don't know if they pay them by the hour or whatever, is, is standing outside the Enterprise Center. She's telling the fans that the game is off. <laughs> Meanwhile, inside the building, seemingly no one had got that message yet, uh, and the people outside the building and the usher had a 15-minute uh, head start on everybody else. It was just crazy right. the way it happened, and just un- unfortunate on uh, all accounts the way uh, the, the season ended. And the other news about you and I, uh, the, their head coach is coming back. I, I We thought, uh, Gary, that if there was one job, and we've had this discussion for years, right? If Jake is going to be serious about one job, it is going to be the Gophers. Uh, don't blame him one bit for listening. I have no idea how close that it got. But that was going to be the one, right? If he was going to leave, it was going to be back uh, to the Twin Cities to take over the Gophers.
0: Yeah, and I think that's even one that I, I had heard. That was one that even in his discussion and his contract extensions and all the things with his contract, that that was one that that he could make an exit for without any type of repercussions or, or anything. You know, he 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 could go take that Minnesota job, and and uh, th- there wasn't going to be any problems with with him leaving for that, or maybe there wasn't going to have to be a big a big payout or whatever if Minnesota hired him away. And, and you know, the the thing we don't know, and, and maybe you guys know, I uh, I haven't talked to Jake, but I don't know if Minnesota came at him or if he actually yeah, contacted them about the opening. So, you know, I, I think he's a guy that Minnesota would certainly have on their short list or want to talk to. And, and it is one job I think he has said that that, that that's one that's he'd always take a serious look at when it opened up. So it wasn't a big surprise. To me that that he was being interviewed by them i'm just i'm glad he's staying i'm glad he's not leaving um he's he's just one of the best and uh, we're, we're fortunate to still have him as our head coach so uh, and I think if, if we're going to do something special next year with this basketball program you want coach Jake at the helm he's the guy that can get it done so excited that you know excited for Ben Johnson, who was yeah, right. for yeah. coach Jacobson. <laughs> way back, you know, and then went to Minnesota, then Xavier, and now they hired him coach Coach Johnson will do a really good job too. So they got a good guy in 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 Ben.
2: And you wonder in during that interview if maybe they asked a question or two about Coach Johnson yeah, when they were right. talking with Coach Jacobson. Yeah, that's a good point. and the connection there. Gary Riva joining us the voice of the UNI Panthers. Gary, as we flip the calendar tomorrow, April, we get ready for the home stretch of football. No, I'm <laughs> not drunk. That's what's actually <laughs> happening right now. Two games to go. If they beat South Dakota Friday night, then pull the upset against North Dakota State at five and three. Do they even have a realistic path to get into the sixteen field FCS playoffs?
0: So you're saying we got to change? <laughs> That's kind of the you know we we were talking about it last week prior to playing at Western Illinois. Scott Peterson, my color commentator, he follows it closely too, and. And we both felt that we just, we would need a ton of help. I mean, three losses is going to be really tough, especially when we've got all those teams that sit four and one in the league. And that even includes a Missouri state team. And, and you know, the thing is, how much weight is the committee going to put into their three losses this fall? Uh, you know, Missouri state, you know, technically sits four and four because they lost three games in the, in the fall, but in this conference, they sit four and one. So. If somehow they, they if they don't get the automatic, do they consider them if they're sitting there five and two that type of record be, because maybe one of their games isn't going to get made up. But I, I think I think we're you know it's going to be a stretch to make it. Um, I think all you can do is just play what you got in front of you, go win a couple games. If you knock off North Dakota State in that game on April 10th, you know that, that's that's going to carry some weight with the committee. I got to believe, but. Is it going to be enough? There's only, they're only going to have six at-large bids, and you know we feel like there's probably only three teams out of the valley that will get in the automatic, and then and then your next two best teams, and they'll have four at-large, you know, to, to distribute out between the CAA and the Big Sky and some of those other conferences. But. You know, we're, we're seeing some teams, you know, with this COVID issue, not being able to play. Do you get down to the mm. that that week before the 17th? And if, if you have a team that can't play on the 17th because of COVID, most likely they can't play the next Saturday in the first round, so that may bump them out. So I, I think, you know, the thing is it doesn't look good, is what I'm trying to say, but, guys, you gotta you got to play it out and win those last two games, and then you just never know. You may get a break somewhere along the line, Uh, you know, with this this COVID deal, or maybe some team opts out. Maybe a team is good enough to get an at-large, but they said, you know what, we're shutting it down. We got too many injuries. So you got to play this thing out and play it as if you're still playing for your playoff life. And and see
1: what happens. Yeah, week one, South Dakota State scoring in the final final drive. The game at Southern felt like it uh, uh, should have gone the Panthers' way, uh, and it didn't, if it would have, should have. So, Gary, um, so say the season ends after the North Dakota State game against the Bison when they, when they come uh, to the Unidome, um, they won't do anything spring football-wise a few weeks later, would they? I mean, I guess they probably could if they wanted to how's coach Farley going to handle air quote spring football coming off a season a couple of weeks prior or will he
0: well that's a yeah that's a great question but I, I do think that they're they're approaching this spring season as spring football Good. with the injuries we've sustained there there won't be anything they'll they'll lift weights they'll do some workouts that way but there won't be any any spring football practices i gotta believe we you know we had we lost a defensive lineman last week to an injury we had another offensive lineman go down this team's gonna gonna play eight games and they're they're boozed bruised and banged up and 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 gonna be hurt and i, I just don't see him asking them to do anything football wise other than lift weights and maybe a little conditioning stuff and then they'll bring them in in august and and get ready for that for that fall season next year a full 11 game schedule with with that opener with Iowa State but yeah pretty pretty well assured that there's not going to be any additional football after the games are are finished up this spring.
2: Friday night against South Dakota on the road. What can you tell us about the quarterback position? Will McIlvain, the former Lincoln star starting quarterback for you and I, he's been out with COVID protocol. Uh Anticipate if he's back a hundred percent, he gets the start. And what have you seen about the youngster from Georgia, uh, the Fumby kid? He's, he's been fun to watch a little bit. I saw on Saturday in the victory against Western.
0: Yeah, let's start right there. I th- I think Justin Fomby is showing us something guys. I, uh, uh, just watching him and all the, the workouts the last couple of years and, and, you know, being a, a true freshman and then a red shirt freshman, and now finally getting the opportunity to play. One thing that was really noticeable is getting a full week of practices. The number one quarterback last week, leading up to the game against Western Illinois really paid off. You could just tell he was more confident, He was sharper. I mean, he's completing 64% of his passes guys. And I, I love that. That's, that's a percentage you, you want to be somewhere around there. I, I wish he would show us his ability to run just a little bit more. He scrambles and extends plays, decent, but I, I think he—I think another weapon of his is his ability to take off and run. But um, uh, I, I think he's done a really nice job getting thrown into the fire. That the first game that he had to start with. With only a day of prep, really, where he had been running the scout team during the week leading up to that, and then last week the full week of practice, he looked he looked much better and more comfortable and confident against Western. With that said, I think Will McEldowney will be the quarterback on Friday night. I, Will's Will's the starter. I don't think coach is going to going to bring him off the bench or have him be the backup type thing, just because, because he had. A covid nineteen issue i I think will's our quarterback he's the guy and and uh, I'd just be shocked if he doesn't take the first snap on on friday and and going back to what we talked about you got to win these last two games mm-hmm. if you want to have any shot at any hope of being a playoff team and I think our best opportunity is with will running the offense so um look look for McElvain to be the starter, but if anything happens, if he does struggle. Um, you know, if, if for some reason he's a little off, I, I think Coach Farley would now feel more confident, more apt to roll Bomby in there and have him run the offense. If if Will did have some struggles or or got nicked up or banged up, so I, I think now you've built a little depth at that quarterback spot, and and you've got you'll have a confident guy ready to come in and Bomby if, if you have to go to.
1: Well, if it doesn't work out, and if it does look like they're going to be up against as far as getting in, they can bring the curtain down by beating the bison in front of the home crowd, and that would... Uh uh, that would be meaningful, I would think. For Otherwise, we'll, we'll be seen as a, uh, a non-postseason year. Gary, great stuff. Uh, thank you, as always. Congrats on getting the vaccines, both of them out of the way. I uh, hope you don't have any uh, lingering effects here in the next couple of days. Uh, and we're getting back to normal, which doesn't it sound great. Thank you, Gary rima Good to talk to you. All right. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, TC. Good to talk to you. Gary Ryman, Washer Systems of Iowa, sponsors our conversation with the voice of the Panthers.
2: Hey, a big thank you to Jeff Egley. Our conversations all throughout the season. You hear Coach Farley on the morning show presented by Washer Systems of Iowa, and it's that time as yeah, we're finally starting to warm up. Get those pressure washers, get your equipment, get your garage cleaned up, or... Siding on your house, they do a great job with all the great work at Pressure Washer Systems of Iowa and the pressure washer experts inside the state. All right, 1125, Trent, it's time for KXNO to
1: help you double your stimulus. Win $1,400 right now by texting the keyword cash to 200-200. That's cash. To two hundred, two hundred. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Uh, again, for those of you who like to tune in Wednesday, eleven to hear David Kaplan uh, opine on Chicago sports. Uh, he will join us tomorrow to kick off our number two. We had an event that would uh, kept him away from us here today, but he'll be back on opening day uh, to talk about the Cubs and the White Sox, and I'm sure the Bears will make their way into the conversation as well. Cappy tomorrow. Uh, Hawkeye conversation next hawkeyeinsider.com we will get to that with David Eicholt coming up when we return on 1460 KXNO and 106 thank you for supporting Food Bank of Iowa
2: Global Direct Mail and Marketing is a local design and print shop that'll help you from start to finish from design to printing and mailing it for you from wedding invitations to birth announcements and it's time to be thinking about those graduation announcements no matter how big or small your project is Global will work with you from creating a custom design to getting your project inserted into the mail Global can design, print and deliver and Global can help your business grow with Custom mailers designed to help you bring new customers through your doors. Located on 121st Street in Urbandale, or call Craig at 515-282-3000. 282-3000, it's global direct mail and marketing. KXNO. Trek Hotton here to let you know my good friends at Renner's Warehouse are in heavy demand right now in Des Moines for three reasons. One, the rental market is booming. People rent during uncertain times. And homes are getting leased fast. Two, with professional video marketing and self-showing technology, Renters Warehouse meets all healthy and safety guidelines for our social distancing world. And three, with regulations changing so quickly, more people are learning that using an experienced property manager is far less stressful than trying to do everything yourself now is not the time to diy or mess with inexperienced property managers for a low flat monthly fee renters warehouse will take the grunt work off your plate with no upfront fees and no paperwork or 3 a.m maintenance calls plus they can help you turn your part-time rental into a full-time cash flow machine and if you're a real estate agent They're offering cash payments for referrals. Go to renterswarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today. Or call 515-528-4429. That's 515-528-4429. Renner's Warehouse, Des Moines. You'll always...
0: Available coupons vary. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller & Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO.
1: Welcome back. Just past 1130. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO on the AM, on the FM 106.3, wherever you're listening. We are grateful that you are. We take you up until towards the top of the hour. Our final guest of the morning. One of the bigger stories from yesterday broke during the 4 5 o'clock hour. The J-Bo stuff was a significant story. But then uh, the Jack Nunji stuff when it uh, came out that he was indeed going to transfer to get back closer to his family which certainly uh, on the heels of what uh, happened to his father passing away suddenly as he did. Understandable, to say the very least. David Eichel joins us to talk about uh, next year's roster and potentially what it might look like, amongst other topics. David, uh, Trent and Ken, HawkeyeInsider.com, part of 24-7 Sports. How are you, David? Thanks for finding time for us.
3: Yeah, absolutely, guys. Really appreciate you having me on. Uh, luckily, we have a lot more to talk about this year at this time than last year, and uh, <laughs> yeah. things are starting to seem somewhat normal again. I'm, you're preaching to the choir, my
1: friend. Well let <laughs> let's start with the uh, let's start with the Nunji news because he was going to you know whether Jay Bo did or didn't come back, uh, Jack Nungi The feeling was that he was going to you know get healed up, get past his injuries, do his rehab that's going to be required, and play a significant role uh, in next year's Hawkeye team now we know that won't happen um how big of a surprise do you think it came uh it was inside the men's basketball program did this catch them off guard do you think david
3: yeah so from what i was told it didn't quite catch them out of left field but the kind of feeling was heading into yesterday that he was actually going to stay with the program but I think, you know, like you said, with the given his father and all the injuries and all the adversity he's gone through, I think everybody understands why Jack Nungy wants to go home. And I don't know if you guys caught wind of it last night. Jack Nungy's high school coach actually tweeted about how surprised he was about, you know, the response to Jack Nungy leaving. He said he didn't read any negative tweets about Mm -hmm. it. So, I mean, just from just from our perspective, I mean, you love to see, you know, the positivity surrounding that. Right. But as far as next year's roster and how much it really caught the team off guard, I think it did a little. But I think once you kind of understand the full context of everything, I think a lot of people would make the same exact decision that he decided to make.
2: I got a wild one. So, this is happening. Iowa, disappointing end to things. We know there's money still there for Luca Garza. And mm-hmm. they'll still is there even a glimmer, a, a 1% chance, <laughs> come back, play your last season in front of a pet Carver? Your alma mater needs you, Luca Garza. Mm-hmm. Come back for one more year, play in front of the plans with your jersey in the rafters, or am I just being crazy here?
3: Uh, hey, you know, it's better to be crazy optimistic than not optimistic at all, but uh, yeah, that's, there's no chance that's happening. Yeah. I think... Uh, I said this last year to, I think, you guys and a couple other people. I think if it had been a normal season last year with the NCAA tournament, I don't even believe Luca came back this year. I think, you know, obviously he improved on his numbers. His free throw numbers went up. His three-point percentage went up. His turnovers went down. His passing went up. I could go on and on about how he improved. But you think about if he did come back next year. I mean, the guy turns 23 in December. As great as he is, he could come back and average 40 and 15 next year for Iowa he he will not get drafted just because everybody's going to take the athletic 18 19 year old over the proven 23 year old and i think this is prime money making window for luca garza and even if name image and likeness passes you got to go get that life changing money and uh, i think that's exactly what he's going to go do
1: yeah i couldn't agree with you more a, a great uh... A hopeful story, Trent, would love to see it, but I, I just don't, I, shot I'm in the dark. You. Yeah, shot in the dark. So the the transfer portal, David, is going to be bursting at the seams, right? Like we've never seen before. Last year was a crazy huge number. This year they're going to fly by that. Uh, Fran McCaffrey has been reluctant to dip his toe in the transfer portal. Boy, it seems like this year that he's almost forced to do so, right? It would be a surprise if he didn't, considering I don't know where Connor McCaffrey is going to be, if he's going to be able to get back, and even if he does, mm-hmm. heal up. Does he want to play baseball and focus on that? We assume Wieskamp is going. We assume Bohannon is not going to take advantage of that extra year. We know Garza. Frederick the News is good. There was rumors out there he was – you know. The he was thinking of transferring I believe that was shot down so maybe only one starter returning Fran McCaffrey has to get involved in the transfer portal does he not
3: yeah I mean to phrase it lightly I mean I think it's irresponsible if he doesn't I think Mm -hmm. you need to explore every single possible avenue you think if Joe Wieskamp goes the NBA which I am a strong believer he will I don't know really know what more he should come back for yeah he could add strength but the guy shot 60% from three in a 12 game stretch in the big 10 nearly ended the year at 50%. He's going to be a three and D guy in the NBA. So I really don't know what more he could improve on there besides, Hey, I'm an all American. I can lead this team to a tournament. I can, you know, be, you know, be in the record books, but I think he's gone as well. I think Iowa will need to explore the possibility of definitely an immediate impact big man, because I think there's a lot of unfair pressure on Josh Ogundele next year to be able to come in and be a big contributor and, The reality is, I just don't think he's going to be ready, and it's hardly his fault. You think about all the COVID-19 stuff. He didn't get over to Iowa until the first week of August, and then obviously he got sick and couldn't even work out with the team for a couple of weeks. That set him back. So he's really spent the better part of the last year trying to learn under Luka and just get his conditioning right. So I I think that Fran needs to find that. I think Fran will need to find – I think he needs to find a shooter because if you think about how dynamic this offense was this year, as frustrated as people were about the defense, Man, if people like seeing scoring points, I mean that might be difficult to come by next year because if you lose Bohan, you lose Wieskamp, you lose Garza, there's a lot of shooting, a lot of point production there and you know, there I think Iowa's got a lot of talent in the ranks, but it's just not proven at this point, and I think that even though they have good skill sets that can translate, it's gonna be a much different team next year. I just don't think the perimeter shooting's gonna be there. And I think that might be the key for, you know, the Lockheed Peyton Stanford to be able to get to immediate playing time is because he is known as a shooter, but Uh, Like I said, I think you're going to see a completely different Iowa team next year. Better defensively, but I think offensively they they could see some struggles.
2: You guys over at 24-7, David, you you have an incredible rundown of the transfer portal. The guys that are in there, it seems like you guys break the news before anybody else. And with that, are there any names that make sense? I know... Yes, Groves from Eastern Washington. (laughs) Well, the thing with Fran, he's not a big fan of the portal in general. We've heard him decry it, but... It's usually he has to have a background with the guy. If he, if he recruited him, even if they didn't offer, but if there's some kind of background, are there any of those names that make sense that have the Midwest connection or Fran and Company recruited in the past?
3: You know, I know a lot of people want to say Miles Johnson. You know, from from you know Rutgers. But mm-hmm. I want to shoot this down right now. The kid's a double engineering major. and His family's from California. I'd be surprised if he didn't go to UCLA, USC, or Stanford. Oh, He's mm-hmm. got the grades for it. And I think that each of those schools would love mm-hmm. to have him. I think a couple names you'll want to keep an eye on for the front court. Look at Cam Martin from Missouri Southern, highly coveted D2 transfer. He's already released the top six, but Bio gets involved there. And with the success of Luca Garza, maybe they can make some noise there. Averaged 25 and 9 last season. And maybe another name is Nazir Brooks from Miami, Florida. Not a big time score guy, but he's a very, very good rim protector. He's got a lot of athleticism, averaged seven and a half points. Six rebounds. But again, if you talk about a guy that can alter shots, uh, I think that might be a direction that Frank McCaffrey needs to look in. And, and I'll say this, too. I don't even believe there has to be a lot of Midwest connections because <laughs> you have a two-time National Player of the Year. I'm saying two-time because, you know, Luka on Sporting <laughs> yeah. News last year. Yeah. And there's immediately playing time. So you have the production and you got the opening playing time. And you have a team that was, I know obviously it was a bitter, disappointing ending for a lot of people, but they were top 15 the entire season and in the top 10 for every week except for two weeks of the season. So I, I think if Frank McCaffrey and them just kind of dip their toes in everywhere, every big, and see what comes about it, I-, I think those two names are the first two that come to mind. But there's going to be a lot more names coming about. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not even in April yet, guys, and there's 1,030-plus names in the transfer portal right now.
1: <laughs> it's nuts. So I keep coming back to Groves. I mean, he was the best player on the floor against Kansas. I know Mc- <clears throat> McCormick wasn't great. And his brother, I think, was the second leading scorer in that game, and it's a two-for-one, as Trent pointed out. It's a package deal. Mm-hmm. One's a junior, one's a sophomore, one's 6'10", and he dominated. The other, His little brother's what, six 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 seven. 6'7", regardless. Um, mm-hmm. what, what about a kid like that? Why wouldn't you take a chance on a guy uh, like Tanner Groves, who, again, was the best player on the floor against, admittedly, a down year for Kansas? But why not take a shot or at least kick the tires on something like that?
3: Yeah, you know, I'm not going to be surprised if Iowa does, but I also think that Fran McCaffrey is going to wait to see how the roster shakes up. Obviously, Joe Wieskamp has not officially declared for the draft yet. I have not been told whether or not Fran knows his plans or not. But then you think about Chris Murray can play that position. Patrick McCaffrey can play that position. Keegan Murray can play that position. There are still a number of guys on the roster, and I think right now it's a tough sell. But if Joe Wieskamp goes, he can just say, hey, Tanner, Look at all this production yeah. we lost. We know what you can do. We think you'd be great in our system. I'm not going to be surprised whatsoever if we if Iowa kicks the tires around with him. I mean, like, like Trent said, we, we had a rundown yesterday of some transfer portal options. We did throw him in there, and I know a lot of people on our board want to see Iowa get involved there. Mm-hmm. I think they're eyeing a lot of people. I just don't think that they've really outwardly reached out to a lot of people because they're waiting to see how the roster shakes up.
2: Gonna be wild, and uh, this uh, our state is gonna be crazy here look in the coming the weeks. They're yes. gonna have five new guys potentially out of that portal, and, and Iowa might be very close behind. Them, behind. Yeah, you know? in terms of how different the roster is gonna look. Uh, we've talked about Nunge. We talked a little bit about Jay Bo and the ongoing change uh, happening there. More than anything, is this grandstanding from Jordan Bohannon? The likelihood that this bill passes inside the Iowa House is incredibly unlikely. What was your mm-hmm. takeaway after after the post? And I know, I, I believe you have a pretty good relationship with J-Bo. Just your thoughts uh the tweet that came out yesterday and the information from him.
3: Yeah, you know, I still believe, I think he is done with college basketball. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think that. I think that obviously he wants the NIL to pass. And if it did pass, I mean, I think it'd be stupid of him not to come back just because there's so much money on the table for him, whether people like it or not. This is going to be the future of college athletics. Yep. And it could dictate guys, you know, end their career if they come back or if they turn professional. And, you know, I think Jabo bo would have a lot of pull in Iowa. And I know some people would say, hey, you know, he, he lost a lot of credibility or momentum with a lot of these companies with the way he's kind of taken on the NCAA. But that also makes him more of a figure, and that makes him more of a selling point. So I think he can flip that from a negative to a positive. But I do think ultimately he's done. I don't think the NIL is going to pass, but – after watching a bit of the NCAA Supreme Court case today, it might move a little bit quicker than than, than at least I anticipated. But it, I think it's fair to say that Jabo is actually debating on coming back. But from every indication people I've talked to, I, I think he's done.
1: Uh, David Eichel, 24-7 Sports, Hawkeye Insider. You know, just finish uh, kind of where we started, uh, the fact that uh, uh, the Jack Dungey's former high school coach you know, dug inside Twitter a little bit and saw no negative blowback when he made his decision. Likewise, I didn't see any uh, when I when I was checking. And I was I was glad that that was the case. Conversely, mm-hmm. boy, oh boy, they attacked Jordan Bohannon, did they not? I mean, I'm painting with a wide brush. It wasn't like everybody was against him. But I was surprised, all the negativity uh, that was thrown his way. Yeah, he's not the quickest guy anymore. You know, he had a lot of injuries in his high school career. But he's going to leave with some records as well, right? right and making some massive massive shots uh, in his time at Iowa. I was disappointed to see that. I know it's not everybody and it's a selective group and they're the ones that seemingly, you know, uh, leave the lasting impression, but I was disappointed.
3: The grass isn't always greener on the other side. I think that's what we need I think that's what people need to remember. I think Jabo is going to be remembered a lot more fondly when he's gone, but I think people still have a sour taste in their mouths over what happened against Oregon. I mean, 3 of Iowa's 5 stars didn't score. Jordan Bohannon really didn't play much. He was beat off the dribble a lot by Will Richardson. And I think a lot of people are excited to see what Aaron Ulis and this new brand of quicker Mm -hmm. Iowa point guards uh, can do for them. And I think five years down the road, people look back and say, you know what, it was a blast watching Jordan Bohannon play basketball. He was an icon for, you know, the school, he was an icon for the state. But uh, like I said, I think the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And I think with the way he's kind of taken on the NCAA, I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. – it's Twitter in general. Let's just put it that way. It's polarizing. It's accessible. It's toxic. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Jack Nungey's high school coach is only looking at Jack Nungey's tweets, not Jordan Bohan's tweet. That's true.
1: Yeah, and I, you know I agree <laughs> with you that five years from now we'll. Uh, that's a, that's a good point, Trent. Go ahead.
3: Finally,
2: uh, some football to get out of here. Spring practice underway. It started yesterday. We'll get to hear from the players for the first time, at least some of them, next Tuesday. Biggest question in your mind for Iowa football, and you can't say quarterback because that that one's still there. What else is sitting out there? Your questions, you're hoping to get answered here over the next month.
3: Yeah, I want to see who's going to start the offensive tackle position. I mean, obviously, we thought Mark Kallenberger was going to be the next uh, star, obviously after his season. But Cody Ins is projected a right tackle, but he's out for spring football, as Kirk Ferentz announced, and. I still think there's going to be a lot of shuffling around this offensive line. I still think they can be very, very good, but I do think there's a lot of question marks. What's the development of Jack Plum going to look like? What about Cody Inns? And I'll, I'll throw this out there now. It's way too early, but don't be surprised if David Davidkoff, the true freshman, he's not going to play in spring football, from what I've been told, just recovering from a shoulder injury. He's a top-hunter recruit by 24-7 sports, and I think that he has potential uh, to break the two deeps as a true freshman. I think that he has... A little bit under of a Tristan Wirf ceiling, but he's oh. a heck of a second-level blocker. Great athleticism. And he's got all the tools, I think, to be the next dominant tackle uh, coming out of Iowa. But I definitely want to see how the offensive line develops and who can step up and uh, to replace uh, Brandon, uh, Emir Smith-Marset and Bran Smith.
1: Uh, last thing for me, um, the kid from Southeast Polk that's we're number one in 2023, the offensive lineman, um, his name is, starts with a K. Trent, help me out. The the old lineman from South Proctor. Thank you. Proctor, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, any chance he he becomes a Hawkeye, or is he looking elsewhere?
3: No, I think Iowa's doing as good of a job as anybody right now. Obviously, they're going to have to battle. He earned a Georgia offer last night. He's got an LSU offer. He'll get a Bama offer. He'll get Jesus. a Clemson offer. I mean, he's going to be wanted by everybody, but he idolizes Tristan Wirfs, and I think that if Iowa can just continue to recruit him hard, I think Iowa has as good chances. chance as anybody right now.
1: Great stuff, David Eichold. We appreciate you coming on. We will uh, talk to you here in a, in a couple of weeks as spring football moves on. Thanks for the contribution, David.
3: Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good okay. to talk to
1: you. HawkeyeInsider.com is where you can see all that. He's a hardworking kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and Michael Swain. 24 7 sports seems to get these young, I don't want to say eager beavers.
2: No, but, but, but you're uh, right. Yeah. I, right? I I think it's got to be kind of the the idea behind uh-huh. it. And Sean Bach also helps David over there. He does a really good job. Really like the content they put out. And. Feels like they take some different angles, you know, different different thought processes and ideas, and I I like that part of what they do over there with that. We will come back. I just realized, what are you going to bet tonight? Well, I I figured NBA. My, my Canadian friend would okay. have something for me to help out. <laughs> All right, Ken's pick when we come back. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, my ones didn't go well yesterday.
1: USC, are they within nine yet? No, still not. They could play 80 minutes. I don't think that was going to happen. That was brutal. What was I? You know, the good news is I wasn't alone. You weren't, no. (laughs) A lot of folks thought... A lot of the Joes uh, were all over USC, and I certainly was one of those. We will come back and finish out the program. Miller and Condon, 1460
2: KXNO, 1060 KXNO. 68 teams started the tournament. Only the best have survived. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game. If your team wins, you win $100. It's that simple. Turning $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds. Pick any college basketball team that's still
1: in the hunt. For your shot at winning $100, all it takes is a $1 bet and that team winning their next game.
2: There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers daily odds boosts. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO when you sign up to turn $1 into $1. $100 $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the victory. That's code KXNO for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Iowa only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details.
0: You can see it, picture it, the building you've always wanted an expansion of your existing business, a new retail center where your growth really begins to take off. You've got the vision, but now what? Now you connect with Graphite Construction Group. Formerly Roshan Corporation of Iowa, Graphite Construction Group is the partner you want to match your vision. From the moment you first connect to long after the build is complete, nobody does it better than Graphite Construction Group. See why at graphitegrp.com.
1: My final couple of minutes here on a Wednesday. Again, David Kaplan. Tomorrow, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. Cappy couldn't be with us today. He will be tomorrow at 11.05. Looking forward to speaking with Cappy. Opening day of MLB. How many games will you watch?
2: All of them. Because you get the free preview on DirecTV. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will bounce around. Um, What's tomorrow? Thursday? Yep. I mean, remember when Cincinnati was the
1: official opening day? 11.05 Central, 12.05 Eastern.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I miss that. I do, too. I do, too. But we're going to see some fans in the stands, Mm which will be cool. Worst team in baseball is who? The Tigers.
1: May that be the Rangers? You think they're going to be that bad? I think they're going to be awful. They get a brand new ballpark. Of course, they had a World Series there last year. They did, right? Uh, (laughs) Well, this year... I think that I think the Rangers are going to be awful. It's not. It's no longer the Marlins or the laughing stock of baseball. Orioles, they might be the answer. Look at yeah. that division: the Rays, the Jays, and the Yanks.
2: Are the Red uh, Sox going to be worth anything? No, I don't get the I, Red Sox love. I understand they're a public team, so mm-hmm. you boost the number, but what's their total? It's like eighty and a half. That's ah, too low. There's high. no way. I was going to
1: say seventy-seven, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. I might have to change a bet.
2: <laughs> I've been. Uh, I fired at Luke Voigt to win the home run title. Threw a couple bucks on that. He's 40-1. to one. I just Baseball futures are fun. I love them. I love, I love
1: all futures. Yeah. You know, if your money's tied up for the entire season. But um, you know, there's the game in June, on June the 4th, and you got an, an over and under on a team, and your team's playing. You got a
2: rooting interest. Well, you know, because of that, because there really isn't anything that I like to wager on going on today... I'm probably going to dive even deeper into the futures this evening. And uh, this afternoon, if I get a a small window, that's probably where my betting eye is going to go. But did you come up with a hockey pick for me? Uh, No. No, nothing.
1: No. I think Toronto will beat my Jets tonight, but I don't want to pick that game. Um,
2: Watch the Wild Wild, Sharks two nights ago.
1: I think the Wild will beat the Sharks tonight. Joe O'Donnell's got the radio call tonight. He's up in the Twin Cities. I got a feeling Des Moines is going to lose him. I wouldn't be surprised. He seems to be, uh, this is the second time he's had an opportunity to get up with the big club. Hope, I mean, for his sake, mm-hmm. I hope he moves on. That's the goal, right? To get to the, uh, to the big show. But selfishly, it's pretty good down here. Um, speaking of pretty good, they're really good. They'll be here from 1 until 3. That's Murph and Andy. Then the Fanatics at 3 o'clock. They take you until 6, so a strong afternoon programming here locally. Morning Rush kicks things off tomorrow morning at 6. We're Miller and Condon, 10 to noon on 1460 and 106.3 FM.